Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome to another edition of The Big Picture with Pastor Larry Ragland. I want you to get ready for a word that's going to change your life. Share this podcast, like this podcast, and give us a five-star review. We sure would appreciate it. Now, without further ado, let's get in to the next edition. There is a remnant all over this world in languages other than English. There are Noahs in every walk of life. There's Noahs in Afghanistan now. When all that debacle happened, the churches sent word. They've already told us they're going to kill us all. And they have been killing them. You haven't heard about it, but they have been killing them. Do you know that around this world, hundreds upon hundreds of Christians are being beheaded every single day around this world, every day. There are more people being killed for their faith by last month this year than were killed for their faith the entire year last year. People are being murdered and killed all over this world, but they are not denying Christ. They are Noah's. Are you still alive? The Lord said to Noah in Genesis 7-1, come into this ark, you and your household. Chapter 7, verse 1. Because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You remember the jailer that was watching the prison cell for Paul and Silas? Had him chained. Was going to be killed the next day. But in the midnight hour, the Noah's Begin to praise the Lord. The remnant. And the jail was shaken. And the chains fell off. Just because of a praise. Come on, y'all hear me? Some of y'all waiting for a government mandate to free you. You don't need somebody to free you to praise God. You don't need somebody to free you to go to church. Get up and praise the Lord and watch the chains fall off. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Noah's how to know how to get free. Paul and Silas says, no. Oh, in the midnight hour. My God, we're in the midnight hour. Where are the Paul and Silas's? They threatened to put you in jail. There's people in Australia right now that'll be put in jail, but they're standing on the street corners and they're singing to the top of their lungs. How great is our God? How great is our God? They're being drugged to jail. The jailer woke up from his sleep and saw that it was open and thought there's surely Paul and Silas have ran for their freedom. But what the jailer didn't realize is the jailer had no ability to give them freedom because the jailer had never chained them up. Because when you are free, you're free when you're chained. 
You didn't get it. Earthly chains do not bind the free. They didn't know the chains were going to fall. They didn't know the gates was going to swing open. They didn't know they'd walk out that night. They didn't care. They were ready to meet God. They just praised him. They just found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And what did the jailer say? The jailer took the sword and was about to kill himself, and Paul was still in there saying, hey, wait a minute, we're still here, God, dude. Chill. He's like, what? We're still right where you put us. Everything's good. He runs in there and finds them. Chains are laying on the ground. They're kicked up against the, the wall, just praising the Lord. And what did he say? Same thing the people said last night when I showed you the man was delivered from the deaf and the blind. They said, could this be the son of David? When, when he saw them, that they didn't run, when they had a chance to run in the natural, but they had, he saw that they had something greater than Pilate had. He had something greater than, than Herod had. Are you hearing me? And he said, what must I do to be saved? I'm telling you, when the Noahs begin to realize they're Noahs, you'll just be walking through Walmart thinking you're going to go buy you a gallon of milk and get out of there. And before you even get out of there, you're going to have an encounter with somebody that's on death that just getting ready to give up. And they're going to see something on you that you didn't, you didn't even think they could see on you. But a Noah don't have to work it up. A Noah walks in it. A Noah's found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And you better mark my word. People in the middle of Walmart's going to look at you and ask you, what must I do to be saved? You better get ready for the response. You better have a response. Paul said, Paul said, what you need to do, first thing you need to do, sons, cut your hair. And you need to put you need to go buy you a suit. And you need to shine you some shoes up. And you need to come down to my church next Sunday. Come down to my church next Sunday. And you got you got everything that I'm telling you to do. There'll be a time at the end of the altar. I'll do a poem. I'll tell a story that's going to be really uh, emotional. It's going to tug at your heartstrings. And then you come down to the altar. And then I'll pray for you. And I'll lead you in a prayer that you'll repeat after me. And you'll be saved. No! He said, right now, right here, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Here's the Noah and your household. Acts 16, 31. Where are the people that are still believing for household salvation? Where are the Noahs that are still believing that the ark is open for me and my children and my children's children? Is it nine o'clock yet? Okay. I don't know why, but I think I got till nine. I'm, I'm kidding. Nobody told me that. Look at somebody right now and tell them, you better wake up. You are a remnant. You better tell somebody else, you got something on you. You say any of my notes, but I'm going to say it. When they came out of that upper room, oh, by the way, how about you'd like to be a part of that church service? Well, you looked around and 119 of your friends and your brothers in the Lord and your sisters in the Lord had literal manifested fire on top of their heads that you could see. So drunk, everybody outside thought you as drunk as a skunk. You know what would have happened if that happened today? If that happened in this service right now, here's what would happen. I don't mean this to be critical because I've said the same thing in my church. It happened in my church. 
we would think that the holiness of that moment was this building. And it would become the Grenada Revival. And Charisma Magazine would interview your pastor about the Grenada Revival. And the whole world would come and fly airplanes all over the world. They'd get here at 4 o'clock in the morning, get in line all the way down that highway so that they could get a seat for the Grenada Revival. Because that's how Americanized church is. When God falls in a place, we want everybody else to come to that place. But God said that has never been the intention of the church. I'm talking about you ain't never been a part of a church service like Acts chapter 2, the original one. Well, you see manifested fire on top of people's heads and people speaking in every, not only unknown tongues, but every known language that they've never learned in their life. They're communicating to people in the streets in their language. In three hours, they were gone. Read your Bible. Three hours, every single one of them had left the building and was on the streets. It's three hours from Acts chapter two to Acts chapter three. Three hours from Holy Ghost outpouring promise of God to Peter going, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. But you know what we skip over on that, Pastor? You probably haven't, but a lot of preachers skip over it. That man's gate called beautiful, shaking him money, getting him another shot. Before he ever says, Silver and gold have a number such I have a given to thee. He says, look on us. In other words, there is something on me that if you can see what's on me, you can have what's in me. I know a generation has got something on them that's different. Not that you're better than anybody else. It's just favor. Remember, Noah found favor, grace in the eyes of the Lord. There needs to be something different about you. Why don't the church stop trying to make the church look like the world so the world will be comfortable to come? We're not supposed to look like the world. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, says the Lord. Then I will be a father to you and you shall be my son. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. Genesis chapter 7 verse 10 says that it came to pass, because we're still talking about Noah, that after seven days, watch this, for a hundred years he preached. No one got saved. And then one day God said, get in the ark, you and your family. And he got in the ark. Now watch this. But as soon as he got in the ark, it didn't start. Listen. People read right over this part of the story. Genesis chapter 7, verse 10. And it came to pass that after seven days of being in the ark, the waters of the flood came upon the earth. Seven days. Everybody say seven days. Do you know why it's significant about seven days? Seven days was the appointed time in the culture of that day to mourn the death of a loved one. Now listen. It goes on very strangely to date that moment. Verse 11 says, right after he says, and after seven days, the waters of the flow on the earth. Verse 11 says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month to the 17th day of the month. And on that day, there's that day again. On that day, watch what the Bible says. 
all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. What you need to understand is this. Noah is a very famous man in scripture, but Noah comes from a very famous lineage. A lot of people don't realize, if I was to look at you and say, man, you're so old, you're old as Methuselah, the oldest man to ever live, 969 years. Can I tell you something who Noah was? Noah, you, you, you want to talk about Papa Lie? Methuselah is Noah's grandfather. Papa. Noah was Methuselah's grandbaby. When you study Genesis, it tells you when Methuselah died. When you compare when Methuselah died to what we see of how exactly how old Noah was and you compare that to the year that Methuselah died, many, many theologians, including one that I trust wholeheartedly, Dr. Perry Stone, proves, and I've went and looked through it all myself scripturally, that Methuselah is believed to have died exactly seven years before, I mean, seven days, seven days before the flood. Seven days. He died seven days before the flood. This is in your Bible. Can be proven. So for seven days, the door stayed open while they mourned the death of Papa. But even more than that, it's even a greater example of the grace of God. For a hundred years, they saw Noah stand on the outside of that ark begging people to get in. But one day, they saw him go in the ark and not come out. But he left the door open. He left the door open. The door was still open. He didn't shut them out the moment they went in signifying to us that it was never God's will for it to only be Noah. Here's another powerful thing about Methuselah. If you look up in the original Hebrew what Methuselah means, it is defined as this. His death brings. His death brings is what Methuselah means. So when he died, his very name, that he was named by his mama and daddy, was brought to fruition. When he died, the judgment of God was brought forth. The change of everything was brought forth at the death of the oldest man to ever live. And how awesome is this, that, that to this day we can preach that God caused the significance of the death of a man, to, to his death to bring the judgment of God but yet he, left, he let that man whose, no, whose name means his death brings destruction to live longer than any human has ever lived, saying to us that God's grace is extended in the name of Methuselah long, oh my God, y'all didn't hear me. Knowing that when he died, that's it. It's coming. Thank you for joining us on The Big Picture with Pastor Larry Raglan. 
Make sure you like this podcast. Give us a good review and we sure would appreciate it. Share this podcast with a friend. And stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up very, very soon. Thank you again for listening and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.